from this DJ over here. Dude, you know, don't test me, because I will. Let's see your freestyle game. Let's go, let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah. We in the shack. I'm on track, living my life. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Stick to being a singer, man. Yeah, I know. But we are in the shack. We are in the shack. We are. Welcome one, welcome all. Oh, this, yeah, uh, yeah. this week, we are in my studio. Yeah. Um, this is, yeah, the, the shack. This is cozy. Um, this is really cozy. Fun. I have a pillow on my lap. This is really cozy. <laughs> and I've got tea, and I've got water, and I've got Red Bull. So... This is... Wel- welcome to... What's the show called? Um, Successfully unsigned. There it is. After wow. hours. What's what's our motto? After hours. What's our it's professional advice from unprofessional? Right, 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 right. Very right. unprofessional. The first piece of advice to give anybody is if you're doing a podcast, remember the name. <laughs> remember the name. You know what's funny? I almost said, "Welcome to On the Noise with your host, me, DJ Patty G." <laughs> <laughs> old show. Old show. Yes, old show. It's like eleven you- o'clock, so this is successfully unsigned after this is hours. Change, man. Yeah. Hence the blanket. Hence my squishmallow. This is Tony. This is not my, part of my show and yell, but this is Tony. Shout out oh, to my I friend Sarah, who gave me Tony. I'm sorry that I got. Her tag ripped off, but I do still have the tag. So everyone say hi to Tony. She's really cute, soft. Tony. Um, yeah. Hey, Tony. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm DJ Overheat. This is this is D Shack. Um, if you haven't already, go follow us on Instagram. We had a lot of content. We just released uh, Melo, his performance. Awesome. Um, if you haven't, go check him out. Follow him. Support him. Um, episode one was very controversial. And if you've seen any of those clips, we we made it. It was fun. It was don't, a lot of fun. It's a great episode to to get your feet wet. Don't hate us, though. Don't hate us. If you do or hate do. that guy, don't hate us. Uh, I'm not the that one who one. said who that he supports John Mayer over Taylor Swift. Oh, my that goodness. Was that you guy. said Taylor couldn't sing. That was I that guy. I did not say that. I said because she couldn't sing live. Can't sing. I don't uh-huh. think she can sing well live. <laughs> now we're rehashing it again. And then someone's going to clip this and put it on TikTok. It's fine. It's Do fine. It. Well, anyways, we're here. Like I said, it is after hours, but we are. <laughs> this guy just woke up from a nap. Yeah, he fell asleep on my couch. Yeah. Like I said, I got Red Bull. I'm good to go. Um, but, and, and then Dale's got his tea, so he's good to go. Yeah, I got Oreos around here somewhere. Oreos? Where did oh they go? Goodness. Oh, they're no, gone. we don't need ASMR. <laughs> okay. Where did they go? So today on Successfully Unsigned. Today on Successfully Unsigned, we're going to be talking about collaborations. But before we do that, show and yell. Show and yell. Well, actually, I, I do want to mention this. Uh, first off, happy late birthday to Dale. It was his birthday. Yeah. Um, two days Thank ago, you. three days Thank ago. Thank you. Happy like birthday, Shaq. He turned 52. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I look good for my age. No, man. you don't. Mm. No, you really don't. For 52, I do. Um, <laughs> no. Shut up, man. What did you do for also, your birthday? Oh. Sorry. Oh, so, yeah. So for my birthday, um... Had a had kind of a, a, a guy's game night, which somebody didn't show up to. Yep. Um, had some wrist crackers, had some easy cheese, Ugh. played some Super uh-huh. Smash Bro and some Mario Kart. Was the easy cheese nasty? Yes, it was. But was it easy? Also, yes. I never mm. tried it before. It was gross. Oh, yeah, you did try it. it it's pretty nasty. It's worse than I remembered. And I remembered it not being good. Mm. We also watched Velocipaster because Dale oh, has yeah. a love for bad movies. Also, we played Dale, Dale Purdy, which I made. And I was so sad because <laughs> I forgot to 
even mention we forgot about it until most people had already left so it was only like four people that were left here um and i had some really good ones actually here's my notes on them so let's read them out (laughs) loud starting with playing games and breaking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, what were the, what were the topics? What were the topics? You can give the okay, topics. Okay, okay. The topics were yum in the tum. This is okay. Dale's love for food, um, which that phrase comes from a sonic billboard. Yeah, it was on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. It so, was really um, unnerving. I hated that phrase. Mm. Um, playing games and breaking hearts. This yeah. is about his um, love affairs. Yeah, a girl told me one time was when we was walking around the store, she's like, Dale, you just play games and break hearts. I was like, oh. shout out to Carla. We love you, Carla, <laughs> friend of the show. I guarantee you I know who that was. No, you don't. No, you have no, no idea who that was. Okay. Carla. Uh, I know that could have been. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but hey, hey, yeah. in, in my defense, in, in my, <laughs> shut up. In my defense, in my defense, we were on a glass face aisle and I didn't know she was making a joke about glass faces. I thought she was being literal with it and I was like, it, it's okay, buddy. Ouch. Okay, it, it, being a player is not all bad. <laughs> you know, there are some good aspects. And then the other one was daily dose of Dale, uh, um, which was just like his mannerisms or sayings or things that he did. And then another one, last one was just like fun facts. Sure, mm. sure, 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 sure. sure. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is David just announced that he's releasing his EP September 1st. Acoustic EP, everybody. People have been begging for it. And I'm literally work- pounding on his doors. Yeah, because it's it's at- more true to me. And I've been um, wanting to do it for a while. And I just said, you know what? I've already got half the album done. So I'm going to, I'm shooting for September 1st. And I'm really excited and can't wait to share it with you guys. Yes. Stay tuned. Follow him. Follow us. We'll talk about it too. We're going to rip it apart. Yeah, we'll do Please. a review of it on Please. here and tell him how bad he is. Please. Yeah. I love criticism. It's my it's my middle name. We're going to treat you like Taylor. We actually are bringing her in and she's going <laughs> to critique you. She's going to just sing a song she wrote about my songs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a retort. It's like a rap battle. As long as you don't do as bad as you did at the beginning of this episode, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll he be good. He did better yeah. than you could have. Oh, that is true. But you know what? That Speaking of rappers in collaborations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. We, we got to do Show and Yo. Show and Yo. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go first. What you got over here? Oh, he about to flex on everyone. I'm going to oh, flex on everybody. Oh, this broke man so, got some not broke stuff. Taylor fans leave the room uh, because this is a John Mayer signature S.E. <laughs> Silver sky, dragon fruit. It's so pretty. Color. It's I beautiful. Love color. I love it. I wanted to get the the baby blue one, but I was like, you know what? Dragon fruit. Let's go for it. It's fitting. Yeah. It's fitting. So it's got the it's birds nice. on the neck. It's got the the um, the cool tuner locks up here. I'm I'm it a has fan. Strings. It has strings. It, it functions. I want to turn this pit guard. I want to make it black or gray. I haven't decided which one yet, but it does sound better with other people playing. But it is pretty good. Yeah, I didn't yell that, but you know, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Again, I didn't want to flex. So, um, but anyways, yeah, that's nice. That is a beautiful guitar. Man. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I've had to sell one of my other ones and uh, i was very sad because i love that guitar and um you know this this isn't that one but it it's very i'm gonna treat it like a child he also has to sell his house and his dogs and most of his clothes He's pretty much and his friends yeah yep i sold guitar. everything lived on the road you know you know literally but if you want to hear this guy play this guitar go check out the uh, live performance of mellow singing ivory black yeah we'll link it up here 
Absolutely. Boop. What? Your hand's not on screen. Boom. There we go. There yeah. we go. Link it there. So, next. Pat Dale? G. Taylor Pat. Oh, it's me. Okay. Domo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you were growing up anywhere during the time of 2007 to 2014, 13, 14, uh, you know who Domo is, but you don't probably know who Domo is. Like, you know him, but you don't. So Very accurate. Uh, Domo, which I believe he was made by Sanrio. Maybe not. Which is like the same company that Hello Kitty and everything. Huh. Um, so when I was in, I don't know. Okay, in 2007, I remember going to Target. And it was around Halloween time. And I see this weird creature just everywhere. And I'm like, what is going on? What is this thing? I don't know, but I love it. I want it. I got it. As the great Ariana once said. Okay, I was like, that's... Y'all, I'm so sleep deprived right now. Um, <laughs> so you literally tired. woke up just to stumble in here to get under another blanket. Yeah. Hold a squishmallow and fall asleep on this So, podcast. Domo... Anyway... Long story short, I saw Domo. He was like, uh, they did, I guess they decided he was like very, he was popular in Japan. I think he's been a thing since like 98. This book is at least saying. And um, it, this was 2007. And I guess he did a collaboration with Target and like Halloween. And then he kind of ended up just kind of sticking around. And so I became obsessed. I have a book. I have the stuffed animal. I had a keychain i had a hat i had pins i had shirts i had a poster i had a phone case i have a necklace out of these little like uh domo charms that you could get at the chinese buffet (laughs) i and i did not like the chinese buffet but i would ask my parents if we could go to the chinese buffet simply for the fact that i could get one of those charms that's some dedication and i now have a necklace really is which i should have worn but i forgot to Mm. wow I'm convinced that that thing is like the love child of the booba in this. <gasps> oh, see, to me, it looks like the things from the Jackbox games, where with the uh, yes, you know what I'm talking about the yeah. the, the horror yeah. little um trivia game. Yep. Oh yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Like that's what it looks like to me. Just if it had an yeah. eye patch. What was that game eyes? with the sack, the little hacky sack, the little big planet? Oh like yes, it, it, it could, does look oh, like that. Yeah. yeah, that that comparison was made a lot. Yeah. I um I also have a board game with domo is it good no but <laughs> i do have it um so i was obsessed to say the least still kind of am domo is such like 2012 culture like hipster with the like ray-ban sunglasses uh not sunglasses glasses and i just love everything about domo mm. but at the same time i don't know that much about him this book kind of gave me some information when i was a kid I haven't read it in a while. Mm. Um, maybe we can do a live reading as like bonus yeah. content. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, what I want to know is on the, on the spine of that, as you're holding it up, I noticed Domo is like, the, they, they changed the orientation of the letters. Don't they? No. Okay. I was just reading it sideways. Never mind. Yeah. No, you're is Domo short for something. Domo origato. Um, I forget what, let's see. Was it a playoff? Like, yolo or fomo no 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 um i mean it was made in 1998 so no mm. but anyway he's iconic um like i said everyone loves domo i love domo 
And if you kind of forgot who Domo was, go out and get yourself a Domo plush. You can find them all over the place on like secondhand websites. Mm. And um, thanks Domo for being a part of my life and shaping my childhood. Mm. If you want to sponsor us, Domo. And you know where thank you us. Target for Dom- sponsoring Domo. Modo from Domo. Modo from Domo. Okay. That's the campaign. Dale, did you even pick something? Yes. He's literally about to just grab something. Off his desk. <laughs> no, not off my desk. A water bottle. Oh. I thought he was going to grab a candle. <laughs> no. Okay, so I did forget that we were doing show and yell. Didn't you already do that last year? Did I? No. I don't think I did this. No. Uh, you sure? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So my show and yell is, it's a Honeytone Mini Amp. Yeah. So what it is, is it's just a little miniature guitar amp. Um, just a little three knob guy. It's got a volume that's also uh, the on off, you know, the gain. There's a little tone knob and something else. I don't remember what it does. Oh, it's a little drive. Um, this thing is crunchy really, really, really fast. Um, but it was the very first miniature amp like this I ever had. Uh, my parents bought it for me for, I think, a birthday right before I moved out to Tennessee. I think it's kind of cool because it's, I mean, it's one of those little battery-powered amps. But it's got a little belt clip. And so oh, one yeah. of the things so I wanted around. to do was, yeah, like I can't ride a skateboard to save my life. But I wanted to get a skateboard, attach this to my belt, and just start playing as I'm like skating down somewhere. Have I ever done that? No, because I can't ride a skateboard. But have I dr- daytime <laughs> dreamt of it? Yes. Not at night, though. I haven't had an actual dream. But so this was my very first miniature amp. And then right behind me is my, my second miniature amp. Oh, I thought that was a box this whole time. Yeah, most people do because it is a cigar box amp. It, this guy took this uh, this cigar box from Tobacco and made a one-knob um, little guitar amp. And this one actually sounds pretty nice. It's a little handmade, hand-wired one. Mm-hmm. And I got this uh, on a vacation, actually... Patrick was on this vacation. There was a whole group of us that went to South Carolina to Charleston and they have this really, really cool area. I think it's called market, uh, market street. Something um, like that. Um, I don't remember. Main street. Caroline, uh, if you're watching this comment, yeah, let, let us, us know. know what it's called. Cause I forget. Yeah. But it's a really cool area and it's, it's, um, like pretty much every, it seemed like every night that we were there, at, it was at like least a on the farmer's weekends. market, basically. But it wasn't just like fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. There was a, maybe a little bit of that, but it was, it, was, it was stalls of all kinds of handmade stuff. And then there was stuff, you know, a little more mass-produced kind of things. That's but, what most farmer's markets are. Okay, well, the farmer's markets I grew up going to were like legit like farmers selling stuff. That was my first job. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, big open-air <laughs> market. It, it was like two or three blocks long. It was really, really cool. I found this guy selling these and then some handmade guitars and I cannot afford the handmade guitars, So I bought this mm. and it honestly sounds pretty nice. Yeah. Like I like it. Cool. Yeah. I, I have something that I need to say. Okay. I really don't like that. Y'all's world, the music audio engineer world, whatever describes things as wet or crunchy or dry or dry. Uh-uh. Like, or- I just don't like it. Why? It's just weird I, and uncomfortable, and I don't like when you're like, "Oh yeah, that's that sounded wet." It sounds like you're talking about a fart, and it's gross. Well, well here, oh, well, okay, huh? <laughs> okay. Well, there, there. Well, I was reading a um, a description of when they were doing the Police's uh, album Synchronicity, um, 
Mm-hmm. And they recorded that on a island out in the Bahamas. I forget exactly what the name of the island was. The dude built a studio. It was part of, um, oh, who was it? Uh, I can't remember what the guy's name was. Um, anyway, that part doesn't matter. Built the studio. It was, there is was beautiful. Did a bunch of albums down there until a hurricane took it out. And then they rebuilt it. Then another hurricane. And then they quit. Um, but during the, the production process of Synchronicity, um, when they were doing the bass tones, uh, you know, Sting was a part of that band. And he's playing, I think he, he, he played bass, right? Yeah. It was Sting that was their bass player yeah. and singer, right? Um, it's been a while since I read this document. But I just remember the producer described it as it sounded like like frog farts. Mm. That's the quote from the producer. Yeah. He's like, this bass sounds like wet frog farts. That is specific. But okay, it, well makes then, so, so. it makes so much sense when you think about if, if yeah. you record a bass in a studio, sometimes it just sounds like frog farts. Well, then what would you what would you call it? Not that. I don't know. Like what would it. you call it? I don't know. I'm not that's an the audio engineer. Okay. Well, that's the problem. Because if I was, I'd make it different. I'd make a change. How about this? I'm gonna make a change for once in my life. Well next episode <laughs> we'll 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 quiz you and see if you've found something. For everybody listening at home, I'm gonna add this in post, but this is what wet sounds like and this is what dry sounds like. All right. So say it with me. Say it with me, Patrick. Say no, wet. I'm Come not. on. Wet. Wet. Dry. dry. One more time for y'all. Wet. Dry. What? Tell us what y'all think in the crunchy. comments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crunchy? Crunchy. Crunchy. Oh, sorry. Um, you got to give the Creed voice. Ready? Ready? Crunchy. Did I do it wrong? I don't know. You, 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 just do a normal for voice. This one, for yeah. this one, just you, you do it. Okay. Crunchy. Dry. Wet. Crunchy. What's another term you don't this like? Is, this is yes. like we're on Dora the Explorer. <laughs> what in the world? Where's the annoyed podcast host? Can you find him? He's right there. It's Tony, no one. no swiping, Tony. <laughs> That's good. Well played. I, 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 forgot this. I didn't watch that show at all. We are talking about collaborations today on this episode. Um, If you're an artist and you are hoping to get your name out there, you're going to have to work with some folks. And I know it's tempting to stay in your own little shell and um, not get out there, but you got to go to shows. You got to, you know, connect with people and um, look for some opportunities to work with people because that's how you get your name out there. That's how you um, advance. You know, and that's how you get, especially on like social media, you get followers that way. So, you know, um, I know that I've collaborated with some people doing a lot of different genres. I have collaborated with like folk artists and then like R&B, a little bit of country elements. Um, Let's see, a little bit of bluegrass in high school, some jazz stuff. So it's like. Also, it's an exercise of getting you out of your comfort zone. So, um, I guess I'll open it up. Like, Dale, what you have a unique perspective from like the audio engineering side. And I know you deal with a lot of artists, and I say deal with, but I know it's it's a pleasure to work with a lot of them. Um, <laughs> but what what would you say makes like a good experience working and collaborating with somebody versus a bad one? Yeah. So, kind of what I would say makes kind of the best experience um, is something that 
you know, it, it, in, in the music industry it is called um, being a good hang, right? Um, before I moved out here, I, I wasn't really familiar with that phrase. That wasn't something I'd been around, but there's a phrase thrown around called being a good hang. And what that means is you're good to hang out with, right? That's where that comes from. Like, can you hang out with them and enjoy your time with them? Yeah. Because like if you're in a studio environment, you're probably going to be with that person for a minimum of two or three hours at a minimum. And that's only if you're doing like maybe a one-time session with somebody. But if you're if you're producing with an artist or if you're an artist and they're recording a whole album, you're going to be recording with those people for potentially weeks on end to do your entire album. And you want to be able to hang out with that person outside of just strictly the music context mm-hmm. uh, or, or want to, you, you don't necessarily have to hang out with them with that way, but you'd, you're going to want to be around somebody that, that you could see yourself doing that with easily. You got to be able to hang out with them and enjoy the downtime between takes, between songs, when you take breaks, right? Because yeah. if somebody's in there and they're just a cold block of emotionless nothing, then you're not going to get along real well. It's going to be a very kind of boring, stifling environment that's not good for creativity and certainly not something that's enjoyable. Um, here a while back, I went to a, a panel um, that the Met Alliance um fantastic group of engineers uh absolutely fantastic group of engineers um put on there at, at, at the university and one of the guys um as they were going down and asking questions I, th- I believe it was chuck ainley that answered this question in this way he said he said um you know if you're if you're in a studio and you get to a point where it's not fun anymore and you're not enjoying yourself just quit 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 that session put it down come back later right he i mean he wasn't saying like just quit and never come back but he was saying, you know, if studio and music is meant to be fun, it's meant to be an enjoyed experience. Mm-hmm. And if you stop having fun while you're making something that's meant to evoke emotion in other people, quit. Take a break. Do something, you know, go get food, go for a walk, go outside, do something else, yeah. go play some foosball, anything to get yourself back into a mindset of enjoying the time that you're spending because you, if you don't enjoy the music that you're creating, people listening to it are not going to enjoy it either. Yeah. Unless you're intending, unless you're trying to make angry music and then, you know, be angry. Right. But whatever. Um, but you got to be able to be a good hang. And if you're not, that just makes those sessions really, really hard. Mm. And if you're in the, if you're trying to do collaboration with another artist, like if you're, you know, if you're in there producing something that only has bare bones structure, mm-hmm. And you're trying to get someone else's collaboration to build it into something more. Um, you know, if you can't get along with them, that's, it's so simple, but it's extremely important. Yeah. No, uh, chemistry is a big thing. Like I know from the artistry side, it's like, I was in a band in high school. It's like, we had the chemistry together. It's like each of us brought something different to the table. Um, our guitar player was is wild. Like you had to kind of rein him in at times, but he was so creative in what he would mm-hmm. think of. Mm-hmm. And the bass player was very skilled and like he would always be on point. And then you'd have the drummer who was very technical. And then I was kind of, I brought sort of the commercial element to it and sort of said, okay, this is awesome, but let's keep it in these parameters and like squeeze it in a little bit. You know what I mean? Let's, let's maybe not have our distortion all the way up. Maybe let's turn it down (laughs) just a little bit. You know what I mean? Just kind of like, and so it was a really good dynamic. 
and um, it, it worked really well. And then we all had to go our separate ways. But um, the chemistry is so important. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I've been on a couple rides with some people that you know they get there and it's like they're they're very shy. And being shy like that, it happens. It's fine. Um, but it's just a reality of the situation. If you want to work with people, you have to get over that. You have to share ideas. Even if you think that they're not good, you have to share those things. That way you can kind of get the juices flowing because maybe you think it's bad, but the other person may feed off of it and vice versa. So, yeah. And you know, we talked a lot about some of some similar topics last season. So if you haven't, haven't watched season one, go check out season one about getting out there in the networking side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you're shy, that's, that's fine, but you have to be able to get over that, you know, and I, I'm, I'm first to admit, like, there's a lot of times I'll walk into a session, especially if it's someone that with, with someone that I feel is, you know, already got, you know, maybe, maybe they have more success than me. And I walk in like, Oh man, you know, I'm nervous or whatever. You have to get over that. You have to get over where you feel you are compared to somebody else because it doesn't matter if you're going into a studio or if you're going into to a right or whatever in those kind of situations those collaborative situations the other person is agreeing to be there with you right just as much as you're agreeing to be there with them you have to be able to admit okay hey i am bringing something to the table yeah and right? be confident in that because exactly. you got to come to the table knowing there's a reason i'm here i have the skills especially mm-hmm. if you've practice like yeah all that practice you get to this moment and then you start having those feelings it's like no you should be in those moments you say this is what i'm ready for this that's when the practice comes in right it's that the muscle memory kicks in and you practice it so much that the nerves don't overcome the muscle memory and at the end of the day on the on the character side of things too you're having to sell yourself that's you you are you, you are your own service that you are trying to provide either another artist or a producer or engineer or a label or a whoever you are a service that you are trying to sell you have, and you have to make them want to bring you back again. Yeah. Right? So part of that skill, part of that's character, mm-hmm. you know, and how you hold yourself. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think like <clears throat> kind of transitioning, you see a lot of this with like celebrities too. Like they'll, they'll put some people on stage together that you're like, why and then it ends up being good or maybe it's the worst thing you've ever heard i mean patrick do you know of any like have you seen any concerts where you've seen like the collaboration between two artists and you're just like that doesn't work um not concerts especially not any i've been to i i was trying to think about this because i know you mentioned like some super bowl performances i don't watch the super bowl don't know if you can tell this about me. Not really a sports person. <laughs> well, a and, lot of people just watch it for the halftime show, too. Yeah, I don't even do that. Um, <laughs> so I was trying to think. So what did you have any Super Bowl performances in mind or any performances? Because I have a lot of good performances in mind. And then I have like some bad collaborations, but they're like fully finished projects, not necessarily performances. Well, they did. I think it was... When did they do the one with like Fifty Cent and Snoop and, and like all the oh I, I like do feel early two like thousands rappers? It wasn't terrible, but it was just of an odd mix. Like, and I know like like for instance, like this isn't a Super Bowl one, but they had like Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton do a little collab yeah, together, and that you know they had some hit songs together, and they're different genres, so it's like it worked, but. Mm. 
there are some that don't to me. Like whenever they try, like so, for some reason, a lot of country artists will will try and be paired with like like pop artists. Sometimes, yeah, it's like I saw like one rappers. Yeah, well, rappers. Yes, I was and, trying to think. There was there was a there there was an older uh, country and R and B song that it worked out really well. And I'm trying to remember. I was trying to look it up and see because who it was, who it was is escaping me right now. I want to say it was like Nelly mm. was featured on. Oh, um, it's all in my head. I think about it over. Yeah, and over again. yeah. There we go. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's Tim, not Tim McGraw. Is it Tim McGraw? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. That one was pretty good. You know, every now and then you hit those like weird like. Yeah. This is not what you'd expect, but hey, you know, it's all cool. Well, I have an, another John Mayer example, but he did one with like Keith Urban mm-hmm. and it wasn't great. It wasn't great at all because Keith Urban has such a different style yeah. of play yeah. Yeah. and his voice is such a different timbre than John. It's hard for John Mayer to like really collab with anybody. That's not like R&B or... It's apparently hard to be in a relationship there with we go. them too. There it is. <laughs> Gosh, were you in a relationship a- with him? Jeez. Now he woke up. Yeah, he's up now. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, as far as like performances go, I, I, I I don't know because if a performance, a live performance, here's the thing. I don't watch like live TV often. And if I hear a performance is bad, I rarely go and watch it. Um, unless it's just like comically bad, I guess. Well, would you say that like, um, would you say it's it has more to do with whether a performance like a collaboration is good or bad has to do with like the two personality types or the two genres? So it's like, would, would, I would say probably more genres really? because I even think about like even in the acting world, you can have like there are movies where these two people like love each other in the movie and then it comes out like oh my gosh they hate each other on set they had like. They just want yeah. to rip each other apart. Well, here's the all thing, this stuff. Though. So, it, I mean, and obviously, in that case, that's acting. When you're singing, you're not acting necessarily, but you are performing. Yeah. And so, I think that's where it comes in. Where, especially if you're a professional in the industry, you're probably going to be able to just kind of put it aside and just keep it going. Yeah. Um. But. I think it's when the genre mixing, like, so one of my bad examples or a couple of my bad examples that I have, uh, one is a very recent one, taking it back to Taylor. Taylor just released her, um, karma remix. Um, I forget how that song goes and I've never even really listened to it all the way through, but she just released it with a remix with ice spice. And so, I have heard that was bad. Is that one of the Spice you Girls? good enough. Da, 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 da. No, but you know what that means? Actually, oh, Spice Girls not? News. Spice Girls News. Um, <laughs> quick interruption. Breaking news. Uh, Mel B, I believe, announced that all five of the Spice Girls will have an announcement coming up soon. So stay tuned for that because I'm very excited. And that's a big deal because... Um, Victoria Beckham has not been a part, not has not done anything with the Spice Girls since I think 2012, so over 10 years ago. Mm. So big Spice news. Ice Spice is not part of the Spice Girls. Idiots. Well, I would have assumed. Ice Spice. I did assume. You know that. You know that um, recent song that's been like going around TikTok. 
he's having good enough. Think about you don't, you don't know that one? No. Okay. I feel like you might know if you see. Heard it. I, 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 I heard should it, yeah. be using TikTok and I don't. Yeah. And you know, it's 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 really catchy. So he's having yeah. good enough. Anyway, uh, she she has like red hair. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so she's a rapper. She's a female rapper, and uh, she just did a like remix with Taylor Swift. And then there's been a whole bunch of like kind of controversy about it, but also most because of like personalities. But also, it is kind of weird. It's like okay, Taylor Swift, which I mean, she's very poppy, and that can pair really well with rap. It's just the if you saw the two, like you see Ice Spice and you see Taylor Swift, you do not think to put the two together yeah um also i told you guys last week about taylor swift and maddie healy from the 1975 dating and that's been a lot of controversy because he has said some um racist stuff and misogynistic stuff well one of the things that he said is he was talking about ice spice and he was like saying some really nasty stuff about her and it was a joke but it was just like I would be very uncomfortable if I heard it. And then she proceeds to collab with Ice Spice. So it's just like been a whole controversy. But mm. beyond that, I think another one that I thought of was, um, well, this is kind of a two-parter. So the Charlie's Angels reboot from a few years ago had a big song called out called Don't Call Me Angel that featured Miley Cyrus, oh Lana Del Rey, and Ariana Grande. <laughs> That's such a cringy song. It was bad. Oh, my goodness. The music video was worse. Look. Somehow. Ariana, you already know I love you. Miley, you're great. Lana, Mm. I I like most of your music. Um, uh, Yeah. Uh, Lana, I love you, girl. I love you, girl. Uh, So it just, the song was just kind of meh and then they threw lana in there yeah like, like you remember it was just like suddenly went super the popular. flow like, don't call me angel and then she's like yeah and i'm like girl Whispering. what is happening yeah she like just woke up from a nap and then they're like put a mic in front of her face and she goes which and then which is lana's music which is sure fine. it works for her sure yeah but it was very it just like broke the flow of the song even like yes. miley's verse was weird it was, yeah. you could tell like, just hire a songwriter or something. Like it's just, it's very, <laughs> it was, it was very strange. strange. Uh, have you heard it, Dale? No. Okay. Well, yeah, I yeah it was just, no. I don't know. It, it was just very out of place and a lot of people agreed. Um, even though I think it charted, I don't know. It did. Um, unfortunately, but the other side of the coin of that is so, okay. That was like a three artist collab, which it's kind of cool because that doesn't happen super often. Usually it's just two. Um, where, well, where not all three are like prominently featured. So I thought of two other ones that are three artist collabs that are actually really good, both featuring the queen of rap and the queen of collaborations, Nicki Minaj. Mm. <laughs> Um, Nicki Minaj, I think, has probably been featured with every single artist under the sun. Yeah. And all of them are good. Um, so the first one that I remember hearing was Kesha, Nicki, and Britney with the Till the World Ends remix. 
I ain't talking poultry when I say this chicken's fried. <laughs> Who, which one was that? What was that? <laughs> was that Brady? It's one of Nikki's verses. Oh, it's Nikki. Did she hold out fried that's, that long? Yeah, she. That's like her signature thing, you know. Like, yeah, it's a sound obnoxious. Yeah. Like, it's really it's just a yeah. alarm clock type noise. It's so it's so yeah. funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. That's pretty much and Kesha, most of her songs, Tick Tock. Tick That's your, it's your heart, ladies. Yeah. Look. I mean I think Kesha is a genius. So that being said, these three very talented women who are great. So they did that collab and I remember that. And then the next big one. Uh, Jesse J, Ariana Grande again, Nicki Minaj again, Bang Bang. I, I'm, I'm which, hearing a theme. That's here. a good one. That yeah, I mean that one is just like huge. It's Miss Miss Scatter, it's Risen, it's Sick Filter, it's oh oh oh, it's such a good song. Okay, so that, I'm gonna hate the example I give next. He's gonna hate it so much. <laughs> okay, but the cherry on top, y'all. The cherry on top. Dramatic. So back in 2020. Um, I was just like going through it. I mean, we all were. We all were. Okay, was it 2020 or 2021? I don't 2020. know. 2020. No, I no 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 no. I know. I meant for <laughs> okay. me specifically. Okay. Well, that would be. But always. it was like toward the end of 2020. It was just like a rough time. Mm-hmm. And um, I it, and Dale and I were uh, pretty close friends at this time. No this, longer. This is about to get dark. <laughs> Dale, do you remember like after hours, when ladies and I was just like, like you, you would invite me over and I was just like, and, um, I was just like, yeah, it, like I'm watching, if I'm watching anything, like I'm not enjoying listening to music. I'm not enjoying watching anything. I'm not enjoying like doing anything. Like I just, okay. So Dale's not a good friend and doesn't remember that horrible time in my life. Um, <laughs> after hours so they were like i i would try and like watch the movie clueless because that's like my comfort movie and i was like yeah Yeah. it's not i'm just um so at that time like i just wasn't really enjoying anything (laughs) and this is y'all this is like if this if you experience this please go to therapy and i'm saying that to myself as well getting real with dj um so there was a performance of Lizzo singing her song Juice, which I love that song. It's a hype song. Have y'all ever heard it? Yeah. Maybe. It ain't my fault that I'm out here in this guy. Blame it on the juice. Yeah, no idea. Okay. It's a really fun song. Like, really gets you hype. And so I was like, okay, I'll watch this. She watches it. She brings out Harry Styles. And... I get like the chemistry between them. If you, you guys like, we actually should do a reaction of just like Harry and Lizzo collabing. Cause they have really great, great, great chemistry. They were like really good friends. And when I saw this video, <laughs> I kid you not. I started bawling mm. genuinely. Oh wow. Like there were tears coming down my face and it had felt like the first time I had smiled in weeks. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, that's not dramatic. And, of all songs, but I'm not. I, I I know it's dramatic, but I'm not kidding. Like yeah. I was laying there and I was like started laughing because I'm like, 
Oh my goodness, this was like the first thing that has brought me joy. Hey, that's hey, the power okay. of music, ladies and gentlemen. Say, exactly. Power of music. Real talk real quick though. You know, I mean, normally, you know me, I would make fun of you for stuff like that cuz that's what I do. But in all reality, I mean, that is the the purpose of music is emotion, right? At the end of, you know, at the end of the day, that's why we call music, you know, the universal language. You know, it's mm-hmm. it transcends necessarily it transcends human languages whether it's english or french or you know spanish or whatever it transcends all of that and you can still gain that emotional aspect because that's at its core what it's all about is sharing emotion yeah. it's about sharing experience it's about sharing love it's about sharing hate it's about sharing you know sadness and depression it's about sharing joy it's about sharing you know excitement it's about sharing all of those things and if your music can do that, if your music brings someone to tears at whatever point in life that they're in, even if, whether it's that, whether it's just a happy day, whether it's you're remembering something great from the past or whether you're, you know, whatever, whatever state you're in, that's what music's all about. Yeah. And that's a successful song right there. Mm. You know, if you're able to do that and convey your emotion and your music through your music in a way that someone else feels that emotional response to that level that's success right there yeah that's i mean a lot of people are like i don't want to write a sad song because it'll you know but it's like sometimes people just need to know that they're not going through things alone yeah you know like even even the most depressing of songs is like could really touch someone in a meaningful way yeah and so yeah express yourself yeah and, and as people, disney channel would we're say. supposed to experience a whole range of emotions we're supposed to experience extreme happy but we're also supposed to experience extreme sad well you can't have everywhere in between you can't have extreme happy without going through extreme sad exactly because you don't know what the difference is exactly so yeah sorry we didn't mean to go on the you know the side tour there but this is just you know successfully unsigned dr phil collaboration right here dr phil's not here but we, we have his energy with us and I don't know. Yeah. But, but you, you know what we're saying. If you're an artist, try writing something different. Mm-hmm. If you're always writing happy songs, try to write a sad song. If you're like me and always write sad songs, try to write a happy song, you know, do what's outside of your comfort zone, whether it's by yourself or whether, like you mentioned earlier, stepping out into a different genre can help completely change yeah. that. But go outside of your comfort zone and try to convey something that you feel that is genuine but that is not what you typically convey. Yeah. And don't be afraid to, to, to definitely do that. Like mm-hmm. in, in your collaborations as well. Like mm-hmm. if you, ha- if you know an artist is a different style, embrace that. Don't dismiss it. Like, even if you're like, I'm not, I don't feel that genre, you know, it's not really me. Just see what happens, you know, see what happens, put, put your toe in the water and just see what you can do. And if you can't do anything on it, then, you can't, but at least you can say, Hey, I tried. I, I, I put myself out there and I really gave it my all. So, and you know, if you're, if you're one of those people, you know, that is afraid of sharing how you feel with other people, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm that way. I, I don't, I'm not verbally expressive with my friends or my family or with very many people. I'm, that's just not, who I am. It's, it's hard for me to do that. Um, 
And if you're afraid that putting that into your music is going to change that, or you're, you're afraid that people are going to listen to it and hear that and think things about you, then, and I think I've said this before, I was listening to, uh, this was years ago, um, I was listening to a performance of Imagine Dragons and their lead singer uh, was, was talking, they were doing an acoustic thing and he was talking before the song uh, Demons that mm-hmm. made them massively popular at the time. Um, he was talking about how he wrote that song and during the writing process, he realized, you know, he, he treated it like his diary and he, and he realized he could pour every bit of himself into this song. He could, he could pour, you know, every demon that he had, hence the name of the song, into the lyrics and the meaning behind this song. And he realized, as a musical piece is concerned, nobody was really relating that to him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like throwing it out there and people listening and like, wow, they relate, but they relate it to themselves. They don't relate it to the singer. Mm-hmm. People listen to your music and they're going to find the ways it relates to them. And that's why they like certain songs or don't like certain songs because it, whether it relates to them, not necessarily whether it relates to the artist, right? Because they don't, they don't know you like the way they know themselves. Yeah. And so if you're not used to writing songs and expressing yourself in your music, don't be afraid to put in there more personal things than you would typically share. If you're not a person who shares things verbally, because you can get away with a lot of stuff and people never realize what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, um, or just say that it's about someone else that you know. Oh or, yeah, or my friend a, who's in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go for a second best, baby. Put yourself to the test. Express yourself, Madonna. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but all that being said, shout out to Lizzo and Harry Styles for making me ball that one fine day yeah. of 2020. Because mm, <laughs> it released something in me, and now it's a, that video is in my videos of when I need to feel better. Man, that's I need, we got deep tonight. That that was that was deep. I like that. See, I do want to say one more thing. I think I agree with everything that you're saying. Of you know, don't be closed minded as far as collaborations go and everything. But also, don't be afraid to know when it's walk away. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to know that it's yeah. time to walk away yeah. and be like, you know what? We have our creative differences. Yes. Yes. Peace out. Love you as a friend. Hate you as an artist. Yeah. You can, <laughs> you can separate those two things, right? We talked about that a little bit last episode. Mm-hmm. Like it's possible to separate like personality differences with like creative differences. Like you can still be cool with somebody and, and not see eye to eye creatively. And that's, that's going to happen. You're not going to agree with everybody, but and it's um, okay to say no. You can you can be approached with a deal or with an opportunity, and if it's not the right opportunity for you, you can say no, and that's okay. And sometimes that's a good. Sometimes that honestly is just a good thing. Yeah. Not every opportunity, even not every oppor- opportunity presented to you, is a good opportunity for you. And that's why I turned down Taylor Swift when she asked me to collab on her new album. Oh yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> Actually, though. When are we collab or when are y'all collabing with me? We're working on it. Mm, mm, mm. Hey, best collab out there though? All I do is win by DJ Khaled no, with Luda no, with no. with Rick Ross and Snoop Dogg, baby. This man is 2007. That's bang bang. Oh. It's Miss Miss Scudder. It's Miss Inbound. It's Sick of the Darts. Oh, oh, so we ain't gotta be winning. Oh, Alright, guys. Until next time. We have had a fun episode. Thank you for joining us successfully inside. Go follow us. 
Watch our YouTube videos. Follow us on YouTube. All the things. We will see you next time, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us.